you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I was too nervous to watch the end of the game in Arrowhead the other day. Did, uh, did Roethlisberger retire or not? I didn't hear. No, he stayed. He, oh, he decided yeah, to stick he, around. He didn't go to the retirement home. Oh, that's great news. Hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're ready to roll. Coming up in just a little while, Colleen Wolf. And I don't know, maybe a mystery guest or two. We'll see how that all plays out right now. Seated to my immediate left, one of uh, my favorite events every week, whether Thank the you. Steelers win or lose, whatever else happens in the world of football. It's all going to be explained to us by number 24 from those Pittsburgh Steelers. By the way, you can watch them on Good Morning Football, the weekend edition with the aforementioned uh, Colleen Wolf, and you can watch them on Monday nights. On the end game, the Total Access show after Monday Night Football, it's Ike Taylor. What's the poop, fella? What's up, D? How are we? Good. Well, Martavis Bryant may not be good, although is this – I mean – to, you know, so the Steelers get over, every, the, the, the sky isn't falling. Let's start there. The Aaron Rodgers news is the biggest yeah, story. So, it hurts It hurts the league. I agree with that. Yes. And, in fact, there's a, a rash of this stuff. Odell yes. Beckham. Hurts the league. J.J. Watt and hurts Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about superstars yeah. on and off the field. It's not good. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a shame, and I feel bad legitimately. I know this is a, a minor concern, but – it is, I, I don't know what ad companies are supposed to do, what companies who use Aaron Rodgers as their spokesman are supposed to do for the rest of the right. season. But, man, it's got to it's twist at you if you're a Packers fan every time you're watching a football game when they go to commercial. There's our guy. There's our hero. Another, another opportunity for upcoming young star. Hey, he's got a nice arm, does uh, Hundley, and I think they can get by. That's a talented team. Right. This is no – I mean, some of Rodgers' seasons have – been dependent on Aaron Rodgers for the Packers to do well. I think they have some talent. I think they can get by in that division and still win it. Jordy talent, uh, Cobb's talent, Devontae is really starting. Yep, bloom. It's only one Aaron Rodgers. I agree. You know I'm what just, I'm I'm just like, trying to put a. a no, I get it. I get it. And I, honestly, if you talk to James Jones, who used to play with those guys, who's now working with us, he he liked he liked the young kid. He really does like the young kid. But it's just hard. I don't – and it would be the same way with Big Ben when Big Ben retires. Like, whatever quarterback they get, don't expect for them to be Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a young kid for Green Bay. Don't expect for him to be Aaron Rodgers because those guys are a little bit different. Now it's time for Mike McCarthy, right, to to now build an operation, a philosophy offensively that doesn't necessarily hide the QB the way the Bears are. But you saw a success in Baltimore on uh, on Sunday. Apply, dominate on defense. You know, I don't know that the Packers are built necessarily to dominate, but you know, take take the responsibility of the game off of the kid Can and coach Mike. Right. 
being an OC slash head coach, can he change with the personnel or will he stick to his bread and butter, just the West Coast offense? I'll tell you, I mean, you know, so we're about to jump in on the Steelers and we'll do that in just a second here and the and the Chiefs and the AFC West and every, the, the I guess the the broad in broad strokes 6 weeks into the season, who's good? I mean, I I can't tell anything anymore at this point. Who is the only good NFC team? The Eagles at this point? I mean, I guess the team they knocked off on TNF last week, the Panthers are probably your 1A. And maybe the Vikings, but Case Keenum, I don't know, with Teddy Bridgewater coming back, that should make them better. But I I feel that that side of things is uninspired, right? Go ahead. What we am sleeping. I sleeping on? We sleeping on that team all the way in Who? Seattle. Not Damashek. What do you we, we, we keep we, They were we, on a we, bye, right. Yeah, we, we, we keep sleeping on that team in You're Seattle. Right. That's all we're doing. We keep sleeping on them. And slowly but surely around the eighth week, oh, Seattle. Seattle again. I deserve this for what I just said in the last 90 seconds. But prior to that, for the pre- for the preceding seven weeks, who's been on that Seahawks bandwagon? Damashek, I haven't wavered there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sleeping on Seattle. No, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, that – I'm not sleeping on Seattle. Now, on the other side of things, though, and, you know, maybe we can point to all these injuries to help explain it, but it, it's not as simple as that. The Patriots are very mortal. And, and, and here's how I'll quantify it for you, Ike. The Chargers are two and four. The defending champions with Tom Brady and all that are four and two. And I think the Chargers are better than they are right now. No. No? No, not at all. See, 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 see. This Tom has a look. He has a look in his eye. Tom has that look in his eye. Six under his belt will be saying a lot. And you gotta pay attention to the I'm little sure he wants to win. The little detailed things. He knows his offensive line isn't good. He knows he doesn't have that true number one receiver. His number one receiver is probably in and out of the lineup, and that's Gronk mm-hmm. as a tight end. He knows he doesn't have a featured back week in and week out. He knows he's going to get hit a lot. And what does he do? Can y'all please help me up? He doesn't whine. He doesn't pout. He doesn't throw his receivers under the bus. He doesn't throw his offensive line under the bus. This guy have that look in his eye. You can say what you want to say. And they're not playing. Defense is playing better now. Now they're playing better. Still not, not as- great. Josh McCown put them down 14. It it doesn't matter. See, we we keep talking about putting them down, but we're forgetting it's a whole nother half. I know. And, right. and what Coach Belichick does is great adjustments. Great adjustments. So they're 4-2 with a bad offensive line, a horrible defense, some okay receivers, and some backs we don't know who is going to be the feature back from week to week. But as long as you got Tom Brady, you always got action or a chance to win the ball game. You can't say that about everybody else. I agree, but all those things you just cited, bad offensive line, I don't know how that's getting any better over the course of the next 10 weeks. Bad defense. It's the pieces. It's the personnel. Maybe Butler. Butler started to look a little bit but I, I, I don't know that. you how good Tom Brady is, is what I'm saying. Okay. So, so they, they, let's, they, let's what if. They could have lost to the Jets on Sunday. They could have lost to the Texans. Give me, give, me your top three, give me your top three quarterbacks. Let's what if then. Let's what if. Give me your top three quarterbacks. Well, Take Tom out. With Rodgers in the league? Yo, yeah, okay. With, with Rodgers. In good health, Rodgers one, uh-huh. Brady two, uh-huh. Cam three, Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger four and five. Okay. So, other than probably – Rodgers, put 
one of your top three, four quarterbacks you just named with the New England Patriots now, do you think they'll be the same? No, indeed. Okay. That's a fair point. All right, but that still doesn't ma- mean that they're no, going no, to, no, doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. This no, no, he he he's the only one. That's that what you're saying. They're still going to go to the Super Bowl. I think so. Okay. All right. I, I think so. It it is it is muddied stuff, and I will say this: the I, fans w- may not like what I'm about to say, but for better or worse, the recurring uh, opinion of players when I talk to players, you and and many others, I say, "What's going on with this team or that right now in September and October?" This the thing that everybody says. Well, it's only September, October. Who cares? Because these games count, I say back to you. Right, right. And you say, yeah, but it doesn't really matter until we get to the second half of the season, until after Thanksgiving and all that stuff. Yeah, your divisional games count. It's fascinating that that's the way you guys think, but I guess it's kind of true. You guys don't render any verdict on anybody until, like they, I say, till about week 10, you know, they, 11. They go by quarters. First four, second four, uh, third four, and then your last four games. Like, you always you go by quarters. So if you can go four and one, I'm sorry, three and one in each quarter. Yeah. You got a high opportunity to get in the You're going to the playoffs. I will say, I, 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 it has cooled my Jets quite a bit week to week. I don't overreact anymore. Oh, Roethlisberger is finished because he has a bad game. I realized from talking to you guys that you guys aren't weighing it as heavily as we fans sitting at home and watching it on TV or huh. sitting in the stands. All right, let's talk about those Steelers. And first of all, I got some heat, Ike. I like, you know, I root for the Steelers. People always come at me about, oh, you hate my team I listen I have an opinion I feel emotion about one team in the NFL and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers I I do not hate anybody else's team I hate the Philadelphia Flyers that's who I hate I hate the New York Islanders and Penn State to some degree but I, I don't hate any NFL team I only love one that's it now you can imagine how that makes me feel then when one of the guys on the team Mike Mitchell, to be specific, I called him out a little bit in fun, you know, on the on the Sheck report right. last week. I said, you know, I said, uh, you know, it must have been emasculating for Leonard Fournette to summon him over and then and then hit him like he did. You know, it was a right. collision. My guy, I tweeted it as well. Mike Mitchell wrote on Twitter. <laughs> he wrote for the world to see. You're dumb. <laughs> At me, he said I'm dumb. See, what do you think, Ike? No, How should not. I feel about that? No, you're not dumb, but you gotta understand if you throw it out though, mm-hmm. you gotta be willing. To take it, I took it, and you did. But at the same time, for Mike, Mike, uh, does Mike want to be Batman or does he want to be Joker? Mm. So personality-wise, you want to be Joker. You've yeah, always oh, said you've been steadfast. Give me Joker all day, cause uh-huh. I, I really don't care how you feel about me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be good regardless. What Mike got to understand is playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a nationwide team, and they're gonna talk. So be the villain and ride with your fans from Pittsburgh or if you want to or if you want to get love from other fans in other teams in other areas that's cool I'm cool with that but just understand playing in Pittsburgh having all them fans all around the world there's nothing wrong with being the villain cuz guess who was the villain when I played Joy Porter was the villain when I played and the still fans they embraced it cuz they all over now maybe if you was another team and the fans aren't nationwide, I get it. You might want to play the Batman role, you know, because you don't even know if you're going to be there for a long time. But I'm Mike, supportive of Mike Mitchell's deeds. I want him to succeed. True. I'm allowed to acknowledge that, uh, true. But that, when you, that the rookie when you, summoned him. That was emasculating. That's someone's when daddy. You, I, when you single a guy out yeah. and you put him on blast 
Just be ready for the comeback. Tony Romo said something interesting in the broadcast, and it is something even to my untrained eye that that it uh, it occurred to me watching some of those. In fact, Jay Ajayi did it last year, and uh, it seemed to carry over even in the in the good performance against the Ravens. Um, Alex Co- Collins broke free a little bit there, and uh, Jordan Howard did the week before. It seems like the the gap discipline is an issue, and Tony Romo said that that uh, that Ryan Shazier he sort of insinuated at least that Shazier's playing hero a little bit. If you just stay disciplined, though, you're not going to be able to run on the Steelers. And the way they're looking against the pass, this defense is ready to it is by let's say week ten, it could be yeah, top two, three defense nah, in the NFL. No, nah, they're they're top four before this game. I'm sure. I mean, statistically, yeah, but I mean in terms of like, I I don't care if it's Tom Brady and Foxborough, I think this defense would have a chance. They're, they're going to move up, especially pass defense. I think they were ranked one or two in pass defense, honestly. Uh, Russian defense, there was like 18, 19. I could be totally wrong, but there was like mid, in between mid-pack when you want to talk about the Russian defense. In a Russian defense, it's always gap sound. And Ryan Shazier, when you have a guy like Ryan Shazier, it's hard to put a leash on him because he's so talented. And he does a lot more. You let him freelance then. Not not even freelance. Only Ryan Shazier can make Ryan Shazier plays. So only Ryan Shazier can cut back behind the offensive guard and still is fast enough to make a play. Usually as a defensive coordinator, you want you running in front of the offensive guard and, let's, and let everything cut back to your weak side or play side uh, pursuit. But when you have a Ryan Shazier who can also cover and also can come from any angle he wants to, I get it. And I think Tony Romo is absolutely right. Like, Shazier now have to understand, like, teams are game planning me now. So if I overcommit, they will be cutting back. All you have to do is stay disciplined, make the tackle, and when it's time for Ryan Shazier to be a hero, be the hero. But he would be he would be much more of a hero, I think, in passing situations That's than right. running. That's right. Yeah, that his ability to to uh, show himself at the line to the quarterback and then drop immediately as fast as he does. That's right. that's he gained a lot of ground, man. A man ran a full three. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to poor uh, producer Bartlett behind the glass. I mean, every time his Chiefs face the black and right. gold, things don't go very well right. for him. You okay, man? Yeah, I'm. I'm getting by. I've been working with Sully just how to get over your team losing a big game. Yeah, Sully's Vols are no good either, but don't pass the buck, man. You it's, know, it's tough, man. It, it was, it was. You had a good I, run. You I, had a good five weeks, and now re- return to earth. That's all. Well, we weren't going to go perfect. So here now come we'll take the Chargers. Here come the Chargers. The, Chargers. And, Chargers still going to get that division. You watch and, and see. And don't sleep on no. the Chargers. I listen. I never slept on them. I okay. told you before the season they were winning the division. Two and four. They should be four and two. They might even be better than the Patriots, like I already said. All right, the great 24, everybody. Uh, always a pleasure to kibitz with them. Um, big one coming up in Heinz Field. Bungles coming into town. Steelers uh, beat them. It's not a wrap on the division, but it's getting close they, already. Hey, they played them three early divisional games. If they can beat the Bengals at That's right. home. A head-to-head be, win against each of the three division foes. They're going to be ahead of the NFL if they can sweep this division. And they're going to be in, in very nice shape for uh, for the seedings in right. the AFC. All right. Now let's uh, let's say goodbye to Ike and hello to the Wolf and I don't know who. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. 
Real quick, let me tell you about Harry's, the razors I use. I know I have a beard, but I still need to clean it up because otherwise I would just be like a werewolf. It's, uh, me too. The, the hair is starting to creep up my face in the wrong direction towards my eyeballs and down towards my midriff, and that's no good. So I have to take out the razor and, and clean it up periodically, and I don't get any of that weird you know, stuff that happens, the residual after you shave on your mm. flesh. You don't want that. Harry's is so confident. This is why you should try them. You're going to love these blades. They're going to give you your trial set for free. Just cover shipping is all you have to do. Free trial includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathered shave gel, and a travel blade cover. That's a $13 value for you to try. So stop messing around. Get shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. $13 value for free. Just cover the shipping like I already told you to. To get your free trial set, including a, fr- a razor handle, a five-blade cartridge, a sh- and shave gel, go to Tackle right now. That's Tackle, T-A-C-K-L-E for you people who don't know how to read. That's harrys.com slash tackle. All right, in Studio 66 now, Ike Taylor out. And look who's in. You just heard his voice. He is the uh, former star running back at UCLA, at Jacksonville, and in Oakland. Now he's a star on NFL media doing all manner of jazz players only, this, that, and the other. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. Born and grown, drafted by the Jaguar, addicted to the end zone. Now he's all with damage. Yeah, that's his new home. Alright, that's enough. No, no, you don't call it off. I wanted to give you the full tribute. Well, they listen to him, Chuck. So. I know they did. <laughs> I'm a little troubled, but I, I just thought if it was like damn check, you're supposed to be like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. I know it is, but I don't understand. I'm a little troubled by the fact that everybody behind the glass when Marie says dance, oh, damn, oh, yes. Oh, right away, sir. Waiting to yeah. Just, Where, where's, when's it my turn? When's, where's my respect? It's your show. It's, it's your show. <laughs> this I is just, literally your show. Maurice, the reason I wanted to play your full song is because uh, to, it's it's our little hors d'oeuvre to the main course this weekend. You're uh, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, eh? Yeah. It, it's, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I just can't wait for it to be over and I can move on. To be honest, what, do you what is that supposed what? to mean? It's just stressful because I had to write this speech. You have to make sure you're thanking the right people and all this stuff. Yeah, please do make sure right. you thank the right people, Maurice. Thank you. And then when you don't, don't forget us. Don't say right? thank you. I'll say thank you after you make the speech, and I hear you <laughs> call yeah. out the right, right people. And then on top of all that, I'm still working for the Rams, and then doing this stuff, mm-hmm. this beautiful work with you guys. And then I got go home and do. It's just a lot. Do so you have any just, jokes in the speech? Are you are you nervous about? I'm not. I really don't have like the first half of the speech is more stories about UCLA and the guys that I kind of grew up with at UCLA, and then the second half I'm reading because it's all emotional. Oh, uh, uh, like, wait a second, Maurice. Now, Maurice has claimed on more than one occasion that as a grown man he's never weeped. I've never cried. I get choked Ever? up. Though. He's never wept. Yeah, I get choked up. The last time he the last time he wept was draft day. And if you have not, by the way, heard the captivating tale of Maurice's draft day experience, I encourage you, nay, demand that you find it on some manner of digital and and watch this thing. We have the full thing. It it is a spell. Legitimately, yeah. I'm not jiving. 
a spellbinding 15 or 20 minutes. It's funny. It's the truth. It gets a little bit heartbreaking. <laughs> Maurice considers getting a job in the fast food industry at some point. He wrestles at one really point. Real. This is the draft day experience. That was the last time. And then before that, I think it was the one the doctor pulled me out of my mom and then spanked me. Wow. <laughs> Tough wow. guy. Do you get a powder blue? Do you get the, like, what do you get? Like a UCLA blazer kind of thing? Or what do you get? I don't know. I just really haven't had a chance to talk to anyone because I've been working so much. Um, you know, kind of. I do have to. Let me give my ghostwriter a shout out, though. Uh, oh. Brittany Rainey. She went to UCLA with me. Ghostwriter. Done a great job. Why does she get? I'm, I've written stuff before. Emma VP knows how to write. Why We, we don't get the call? Well, she had to remind me of some of the things because she went to school with me. So there was like yeah. certain stories that she was reminding. Like, oh, yeah, that is a good one. We need to tell that one. All right. right, you know how those things are. I got gotcha. you. Except in this, you, and you and Fabs then can wear your Hall of Fame jackets together. It'll be really nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard her voice. Now let's say a proper hello to her. She's the uh, the great host of uh, Good Morning Football, the Weekend Edition, mm. the Power Rankings. You hear on all the podcasts here at NFL Media. She's the Swiss Army knife. Of the NFL media group in the season of the Philadelphia Eagles. She is a resident Eagles fan. It's Colleen Wolf, everybody. A Philly girl from the very start. You know Rocky Balboa in the Museum of That's it. Now. That's all we need. Song we don't again. need you. you this again. isn't a special week you for you. You want to hear MJD's full song, and then it's like, all right, well, let's like just – we got to play it because she's you, here. You had your moment in the sun one week ago <laughs> today right. when right. your old man, John Gonzalez, paid a visit. Uh, you know, Philadelphia's oh. first huh. couple – the Wolf and, uh, and Gonzo, <laughs> and right. uh, and they did a little reenactment with the help of Emma VP scripting it. She really? reimagined how they how they first met, and it was uh, it was spellbinding. It Talk was about. really romantic. It, there was a lot of emotions. It was great. It really was wonderful. How are you, the Wolf? I'm good. I'm hanging out. I'm flying all over the place. But I, I, yeah, I just did it yesterday. There's no way I'm guys agreeing that I could do that every week. I know yeah. you. She does the Wolf uh, for your pleasure. America, football America. She okay. jumps a, a plane every week to and from L.A. to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I um I, I haven't flown out to Philly, but I'm available in Los Angeles on the weekends. If you Why don't you just come out to Philly? Well, I mean, I don't know. We'll I strap to, you to the wing. It'll be great. I mean, I could just go out there just aimlessly. In the suitcase. <laughs> it's nice to get invited to do things, too. This weekend, though, my ears are gonna be are are, are gonna be ready. Just listen. I'm not available this okay. Saturday because I, I I'm anxious. Shoot, to I was gonna ask you for this Saturday. No, I know. Well, I'm committed to sitting around and listening to Maurice uh, give thanks to me. Oh, well, you know what? I'm that's guessing. I don't know. I'm guessing that. Give that's thanks. <laughs> and hey now, hey now, Dave Damashek. Got to say, hey, now. Shout out to Dave. That's right. <laughs> like, shout out to everybody. Booze. Boo. <laughs> Loser. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, some stuff, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Let's start with Maurice's teams. We like to do this uh, on occasion. and um, The Maurice Bowl was tough. It was a, This was a part of the toughest one I've had. I but I think you. also it must have been great on a personal level, returning hero and all that, to get to go back to Jacksonville. Much of it must have been a lot of backslapping and all that. Hey, here's the guy. No, no, it was. No? You know what? It, it was. Um, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the, uh, the broadcasting, they're like, oh, let's go out, let's have a good time. I'm like, yo, I, I can't. Because I have my neighbors that I haven't seen in two or three years that I'm going to hang out with. And so that was like majority of the weekend was like hanging out with people that I, you know, hung out with or neighbors or kids. And 
Uh, I remember first being in Jacksonville, meeting one of our one of our really good friends, and their kids might have been seven, five, and four, or something like that. Now they're seventeen. Oh, that's the worst. Driving, you know, she's driving me around. I'm like a little nervous, but I, I'm trying to show confidence. It was just a lot going on. And then after the, you know, once we got to the stadium, I think that's where it was all fun because one of the officers that used to fly with us, he worked for the visiting team now. He was there waiting at the bus like, hey, man, I've been waiting for you. And then oh, all the, the workers. It was, yeah, it was just great. It was it was good to see everyone and slap everybody's hands. Um, you know, it was tough kind of walking past the locker room. Um, but, you know, again, I got a chance to see everybody. Tell me this. What does hey. your heart – uh, how does your heart react to what happens? People have always asked me as a Pittsburgh native and a longtime Pitt football basketball fan, and then I went to Indiana, um, who would you root for in a big game? What if the national championship? What a, some? Right. Uh, because I think that's probably a year or two away for Pitt and IU to play for the national title in football. Um and probably basketball, too, the more I think about it. Um, I always say that's not a decision I could make intellectually. I'd have to see it happening, right. and then my heart will guide me. I don't know until I'm watching it. How did that? How did you react? You're sitting up there with the Rams in the very, booth. Very simple. Ugh. Very simple. The Rams pay me. The Jags don't. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I was – I was, I was pro- And it's, it's just the art of business. You know, I, tell, I always tell people I'm a mercenary for the cash. And so – uh, my job is to make sure that I go out there and give the people of Los Angeles a great call and a more Rams biased call a little bit, and, and that's what it was. I thought the game was played well. I was able to give you know kind of a little bit more insight on the Jags just because I know that team. I was kind of around to help build it up a little bit throughout the draft, working with Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley and, and a couple of those drafts. So it was exciting to see and and, and do it. And um, but yeah, I mean it was easy because the Rams pay me. Is so it hard gonna... when you're when you're so kind of entrenched it with both of those teams? Nah. To, you... like, are there things that you want to say that you can't really sometimes? No, I always tell the truth. Um, the, the, it, w- it was fun though because uh, a lot of people, you know, it, it, the team is different than when I was there because we were like a, the teams when I were there. We were always in the city. You guys are always going out. We're always in the community. We're like the city was a part of us. So every Sunday. You know, the people in the stands, they knew if they went out to certain places that we'd be out there hanging out with them. Uh, it's a little bit different there now. Those guys don't really go out after the game. They kind of keep to themselves. And so really? that was that was like more shocking to me. I think like the, more of my draw came from like people like, hey, man, you're always out at these places. Like, you know, we, we they take care of you. They do all these different things. And to not see the players out there in, in the city like that was a little tough to see. I mean, that was always something I've always, you know, kind of prided myself on is if I'm playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I want to make sure that Jacksonville sees me in every aspect of my life. If it's hmm. my family, if it's going out, if it's wherever at the restaurants, feel comfortable to come and talk to me, you know, and, and have a conversation. I think that's what kind of carried over to now where people are still coming up like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, those type of things. They just don't have that connection right now with the city, I feel like. And that's it's a little it's a, it's, it just was tough to see that a little bit. By the way, speaking of connecting, uh, I connected via uh, text message with one Tony Khan, who's going to oh. uh, pay us a visit at some point soon here in I Studio I talked to 66. Tony like 80 times uh, over the week. Is that right? Yeah. He seems like a fun guy. Oh, man. We've had brief interactions, and he's delightful. We he's have some mutual dude. friends. Yeah, yeah so I'm looking forward dude. to that. We should line it up so that you and Tony are in here together, Maurice. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, we can say this, though, about the Jags are still in first place. Mm-hmm. The Rams, That's right. The Rams are in first place, which is good. Well, well, tell me about that. What about the Rams? Because I mean, I, if you the were to NFC talk, is open now. Think about this: well, Rams, Jags, Raiders. Maurice's three teams. Who would guess that the 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 worst of the three right now would be the Oakland Raiders? 
uh, they have a tough division. We we said that in the very beginning. Well, I, I got still, news for you. They might they might lose to KC, and yeah. then, then they're done. Well, that's what I said. I, I mean, I, we a lot of my boys. I, I came out and said, look, I I could see them going uh, fourteen and two and losing every game, both those games to Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's just been a team they've struggled with. Uh, but to see them, you know, lose to the Chargers the way they did in that fashion, the snap was high, missed the kick. Um, you know, not putting up points. Derek Carr just—I mean, he, he just still, doesn't. He's, he doesn't he's still look banged stiff up a little bit right. doing that game. Um, it, that was—it's just tough to see. And then when he goes down, you know, guys aren't making plays. A lot of drop balls, not being able to really run the ball like they did last year. Um, it, it's been hard. So um, is Marshawn Lynch? Is he? I know he's a pal of yours, and you'd like to see the Raiders do well as an East Bay native. But is he as has he now officially six weeks into the season seemed to be a half step slower? No, it's never, his game has never been speed. No, I know. Yeah, he's never. I mean, really, he's a guy that, and you've seen the the glimpses in every game of, and I think it was the same in Seattle. If they can wear you down running the ball in the fourth quarter, he'll take over. Yeah. Well, they're they're a pass happy. They want to throw the ball. You just paid your quarterback 125 million. You know you're going to utilize that aspect. And so he's not able to get into a rhythm. And then offensive line not able to get into rhythm to run the ball the way they want to in the fourth quarter and close out games. And then the defense. Yeah, remember he always had a defense on the other side of the ball that allowed them to do that. This defense doesn't allow you to do it. Hopefully, signing Navarro Bowman helps a little bit in the, yeah. in, the in the linebacking core. But those guys, they have to cover. You can't let Philip Rivers go right down the field at the end of the game to kick a field goal to win. You I told everybody the Chargers were going to go up there and win that game. People scoffed. I saw you said that about about money. Yeah, that's Back-to-back right. Back-to-back weeks, really close games that they won. That's not something that I'm oh, used to well, seeing. Well, let's do it, the Wolf. Let's talk about it here and now. Okay. So the Chiefs on Thursday night football, they go to Oakland. Oakland season is on the line. I, right. You know I don't say must win, certainly no, no, in October. This is, this is a must win. They, I don't know how you want to phrase it, but they have to win this game if they realistically yeah. want to have – I mean, do. you can't go to two and five. And the they, one thing that will be off the table if they lose this game, if the Chiefs go to six and one, is they, they have no chance of winning the division. Right. They maybe run the table or something like that and get a wild card, but the division title's out of the – here's the other thing. The Chargers – host Denver. Now, they play New England the week after that. However, I talked to Ike about this. Now I ask you, okay. can the Chargers still win that division? All right, so they're they're playing the Broncos this week. The Broncos offense At home, line. the the Chargers are in LA, so okay. they should win that game. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like especially the way that that O-line looked, uh, it was really dicey and you look at the pass rushers that the Chargers have, that's going to be a crazy matchup to watch. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that anything's possible at this point after watching them actually start winning games. And now I think that was maybe in their head that they kept losing at the last minute, the Chargers. All last year, it carried over to this year. So maybe something is switched over because I like what they're doing with Hunter Henry. I like that they're going yeah. – like that game-winning drive, they were just taking deep shots well, to Hunter Mike Henry. Williams. They were getting little And Travis runs. Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a great, great win for them. I agree, but listen to the wolf. Did you catch that, Marie? She she went a little uh, KG, Kevin Garnett there. What? Anything is possible! <laughs> From that green team, let's go to yeah. your green team, the one in Philadelphia. How about it? And there's another guy who wears a green jersey named Aaron Rodgers. He now Whoa. is done. Maurice, I'll start with you on this one. Interested in what both of you think here. Take your feelings out of this, the wolf. Sure. 
Are the Eagles the one and only best team? Or I'll, I'll let you know. I said Seahawks. He said, you know, because out of sight, out of mind. They had a bye, and they haven't been great so far. Who's uh, the best team now in the NFC? The, you know what? The, that, that game on Thursday night against the Panthers, it was it happened the way I the opposite that I thought. I thought the Panthers' defense was going to kind of take over that game eventually. And then once Keekley got hurt, for yeah. some reason, their their defenses fell apart a little bit. Um, the entire then, middle of the field yeah, was open. Exactly. At that point. And then you talk about uh, Cam Newton. They're them getting pressure like that and forcing two turnovers. You would never thought that that the defense with the Philly defense, those DBs, would have been able to do that. And they, they I would have answer. thought that, and I did think that. <laughs> oh, you did. You thought the Eagles' defense was well. Be maybe right. I took the Panthers in this game, but I did take right. the Eagles to win the whole division. So yeah, but it's a different division. But when I was home, I know. But that's a, I have. I mean, listen. Where's my parade? I I, I picked the Eagles. Everybody game. laughed. Let me tell you. I don't care about the game. So I was home and I did a local radio station. One of the ones I used to work for, WIP, I was on talking to them. And they were like, well, we know Dave Damashek has been riding hard for the Yeah! <laughs> the Keystone State. Oh, I'm going right. to run for governor. <laughs> I already got the left side of the state. Once this happens, I'm in. Yeah, this is unbelievable. That's true. He's trying to take over. Definitely PA. going to politics. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think the biggest thing. Don't look though, into is my past. Wentz, is, Wentz has done a good job of not turning the ball over, and he's he's very creative with the, you know he improvises really well. He does the opposite of what I think most young quarterbacks do. When you kind of get success with improvising, they lean on that more. Where no, he's still trying to throw out of the pocket. He's still making correct checks, and then when that does happen, he allows it to come to him. Then he makes plays down the field. I mean, he, he's he's a really good quarterback right now for him, and and to be honest, like Garrett Blunt done doing a, a serviceable job, but it's not like he's just running two hundred. I think yards Wendell away. Smallwood will get the majority of the touches as the season progresses. Nah, he just got to come sm- back healthy. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Yeah, he's too. Once ah. it, it's just similar to what happened in Chicago. Once it starts getting cold, right? He, the, the bigger back is going to touch the ball more because guys don't want to tackle. So. Um, those smaller guys, they'll get opportunities, but when you have a guy like Garrett Blunt, 250 pounds, it's easy just to turn around and hand him the ball and just. Interesting. I was surprised that they didn't use him more actually because they kept putting uh, Kenyon Barner in for yeah. like first and second downs. They they were using him a lot, but I thought that Blunt was getting a lot. He had a lot more burst and he, he was he, a little bit better, I thought, than Barn. I love this conversation. We got to do a deep dive on it. We've we've kind of uh, skimmed the surface of it in the past, Maurice. Is the idea of as a running back, you know, the need for touches. You were in a, a, a committee I was for in a both. good yeah, chunk. I did both. I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated. But you know what? We that only have a really few minutes, and we do want to get to our uh, weekly Q&A. First, though, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter. You can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You need to do it because here in Studio 66, the Wolf and Maurice are trying to corner the market on all available jobs. True. So you better get in there quick because uh, they have about 97% of them at last check. ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work actively, notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter's different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smart way to hire. Let me tell you, I want you to hear me now. Find out today why ZipRecruiter is so good. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Free, I oh. tells you. Just oh. go to ZipRecruiter.com slash tackle. ZipRecruiter.com slash tackle. ZipRecruiter.com Correct me if I'm wrong. That is, that's how Roger found you, the wolf, right? 
Yeah, you, you, oh, wait, I'm sorry. You posted it, and Roger was looking online in New York City. He's like, oh, this wolf sounds I'm part of the 80%, yeah. So that's that's a testimonial. What, what yeah. other proof do you need? All right, let's get to it now. The Q&A. We should get a nice uh, Emma VP and uh, Bartlett behind the glass. We should get a nice intro for the Q&A. I always say, like, let's begin the Q&A, and then I'm waiting for music or whatever that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know? Let's think about that. All right. In the meantime, we'll sing for you next time. No, uh, I, could, yeah, I won't either. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? The wolf. I like. You know, you said it, so now you got to do it. Exactly. Come up with the acapella Q and A theme song. Go ahead, the wolf, everybody. Um, it's time for the Q and A. Here we go. What do you say? <laughs> it's gonna be a great day. It is yeah. time for the Q and A. All right, let's start it off with uh, with Arjuna supplies oh. a question for us on uh, on Twitter. He asks, pretty simple, Goff or Wentz? Maurice, you're getting up close and personal Whoa. look yeah. at uh, Goff this season, and for the most part, he's looked very good in his sophomore year, as have the te- uh, the Rams in general. But then again, Wentz flying high. Yeah, I mean, you have to go with Wentz right now. He has a, a bigger uh, – I guess, array of games where he's played better. Jared's kind of playing better this year, but uh-huh. last year when you watched the tape, it, it wasn't that good. So uh, Wentz has been more consistent. Uh, he started longer, and his team is – Redrafted. Redraft the QB class right now. Uh, I still think – Dak's still, still in there. Well, I still think they go uh, – because Dak hasn't really done much this year. I still think they go Jared because you have to be able – I don't know – I know Philly's a tough media market. It's like the fourth yeah. biggest, but you're talking about Los Angeles. So it's a little bit different where you have to – you got to be able to handle some tough questions, those situations where they weren't really good last year. Jared had to handle a lot off the field, um, and he was able to do that really well. So I, 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 you still take Jared to go to this place because he is a California kid. He understands the situation. He's been in this situation before. It came he out. does fit. Yeah, he is the golden yeah. boy. But uh, but the Wolf, do you buy that the Rams, if they were going to redraft right now, and you gave him that like You can have a mulligan on this. Everything stays up. But we're, instead of golf, now you have Wentz. I had actually talked to uh, GM Les Snead last year in the middle of the season when the I'm Rams- sure he was 100% honest. Yeah, I wish we would have done the other thing. He no, he, I, he he was so so obviously high on uh, Jared Golf, but it was genuine. No, I, what I'm wish, saying is I wish that sentence had just ended uh, like on Carson so, Wentz. No, <laughs> that's uh, a weird time to catch him, and I don't know what you're saying about the the general manager, but yeah. all right. Listen, I, I just – I don't think that they would change their minds because of what they – the things that they like in golf right now, th- those are long-term. I think that they're looking big picture here, and I think that they – obviously, they they love him. He had no qualms about it. Not that he would. Next question comes to us from Xavier in the Twin Cities. Uh, if this is the Xavier, I think it is. We're talking – Oh. We're going to hear now from the best cornerback in pro football based on Damashek's uh, – uh, untrained eye. Hey, this is Xavier Rose from the Minnesota Vikings, and I have a question for you. If I was to make it to the Super Bowl this year, do you think I should shave in the morning of the Super Bowl or just go high? And- One of my favorite questions. Whatever you do, right? Don't before switch every, it up. Don't switch it up. If you shave before your regular, you know, all year before the game, you do it. But I'm assuming he goes and gets lined up. He goes to a barber and lets the barber do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to continue to do We that. saw him at the Super Bowl in Houston, and he proved to be positively delightful, Maurice. A oh, delightful no, also, young man. He seems like it. He was. He was. He the Wolf, the how say you? Point. What would you recommend to 
Carson Wentz because he's come out and he's get that he gets that chin strap uh, red beard. Thing. Right. I don't think the mustache comes in so well for him. No, that's true. Uh, I mean, I haven't totally studied his facial hair that Are that you close. Me? Yeah, it's your job. Studying his facial hair. I mean, I've noticed yeah. that your beard yeah. is coming in. I mean, I guess good enough. Right I, I guess for the wolf, uh, good enough is good enough. It's you fine. Know? Whatever he wants to do. Well, the extra mile, like, the wolf. If he feels like he wants to shave, then shave. He's winning. That's all that matters. Yeah. Now, listen, you guys. This is an important issue for quarterbacks, especially as the face of the franchise, but for everybody who runs out onto the field. If you are in the Super Bowl, you have a billion eyeballs Wait, on you. You know what? This is a decision that is going to is going to 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 live for the next several right. decades. That game's going to be on TV and highlights, and how you look in that one will matter to you and to your and to your kin forever. And I say, like, do you go clean? I don't think so. I wouldn't. It's cold in Minnesota. Look, I, just, but they're in a dome. No, I know, but when you're going to the game, like, yeah, you still cold. have to be outside at some point. I want everybody to be insulated. I like the idea of going bearded because it says to the other team, I've had better things to worry about than shaving oh, today. You know, I have yeah. other things on my mind. I don't mind. care about the way that I look. And I'll say again what I've told you both a million times, and I've told a number of current pro football players, and uh, to my knowledge, no one has taken my advice yet. Not only would I not shave, I would not clean myself for two, well, that's, for two weeks. that's disgusting. Well, you know what would else be Somebody disgusting is when the, is what the defensive coordinator says to his defenders for not tackling Damashek in the big game. Well, coach, I'm sorry. He stinks. Something rotten. He's he just he's atrocious. I had I I went near him and was ab- about to tackle him. Then I got a whiff of him and I was like, ah, go Gross. ahead, just score a touchdown. They should all grow beards. I think. I'm for the, mine to the Super Bowl. The Vikings should all have beards. Yeah. that's a good idea. You're right about that. Yeah. Next question comes to us from Alexander on Twitter. What does he have to say? He says. Uh, Ooh, what's the worst film you've ever watched? I like that question quite a bit. The Wolf. I'm going to start with you on this one. Worst uh, movie ever. Wow. Do you ever leave a movie? Uh, no. I think I, once I, I got to commit. Like, once I'm in, then I got to stay. Right. Like, I'm not going to leave. I, I, I'm try, I don't think I've ever been uh, people have that story all the time and i don't Even, buy that be people lo- that's one of those claims people like to make like oh, i left halfway through it was so bad like how many people do you th- get up and walk out of- i've never done that no you're giving your money you might as well just sit and that's right popcorn. yeah maybe it makes me cheap this but is i have gonna sneered make- at things well, like I- fast and furious and- oh no <laughs> I, like, I, I like it but there's also there's like two sides in my body it's like an internal conflict i've I, you know i've never seen one second of the fast and furious uh, franchise i know people are shocked by that oh my given goodness. my uh Given my love of of such films, oh my God. with uh, Carolla and I loving to break those things down. By the way, check out the Adam Carolla show. Ooh. The Amishek's on it every uh, day these days. But anyway, yes. Well, by the way, I also want to break. Fast Furious. I got. If I say the one I'm going to, that's say, the one you're gonna... saying though, the Wolf. I, I I'm trying to I'm trying to think worst film I've ever watched. I mean, yes, I, I, I you know I don't hey, watch bad movies. I don't think people have heard didn't hear me. I literally watched Grease in the sixth grade at my school. And I was disgusted. Why? Because it's, it's, I mean, life isn't like that. It's not all dandy. We're not going to get up and sing and dance. No. And then we did it because we had to do but the play. it was play. a musical. But that's what I'm going to tell you. So listen, we watched it because we had it to do the It does have a terrible after. message. It does. We had, to, we had to do it after. And then I was just like. Oh, you had to perform the music. What <laughs> yes. role were you? I don't remember. <laughs> But that tells you how bad <laughs> Wait it was. <laughs> Please tell me that uh, That's why that your like, mom has a video or somebody has a no, video no, no. laying around somewhere. Probably. Oh, not. that would be so. This great. was a long time ago. This was a long, long time ago. 
was, it was so bad that Maurice I, and probably, Greece. Yeah. It was we had Greece. Yeah, it was bad. You know what? Transformers. I watched that with my dad, Ooh. and I was like, "This Megan, thing what's is her name? so Megan Fox? long." It was the longest movie ever, and it just kept doing it. The, the plot was the same throughout the entire movie, and I was like, "This scene is still happening." It was. It needed to end an hour. People want to say the worst movie they've ever seen is Batman versus Superman. I went yeah, back and watched it, it about uh, two months ago. It's not terrible. It's, it's, it's fine. It's the a little great, weird. Let's flip it. The greatest movie of all time. Oh God. Life again? Is this what we're going for? Avengers: Civil War. Oh come on! Best oh, movie ever. That's a good one. Thank you. Can I tell you something? That is one of the best movies in people. I love. Really? I, you know what I loved in the X Men, whatever it was, twelve years or so ago. I like when you line up all, all of the them. bad guys and all the good guys, <laughs> and they get into a big fight. I love yeah. that stuff. That's what happened on. You didn't. You, but it was like either you were with Iron Man or right. you were with Captain. In America. that airfield, yeah. like I. I mean, listen. For somebody who loves stupid hypotheticals, I love. What would happen if Iron Man got into a fight with Captain America, and how would Ant Man? Defeat this and that, like those combos. Oh, of course, yeah, he could do that. Oh, that's oh, yeah, of course that would win. Who would win, Maurice, if <laughs> Iron Man fought Batman though? Oh, Iron Ooh. Man. You Iron ask, Man. you act Man like that's simple. a given, but I because okay, he Why? could fly. He could literally fly. He could pick him up, fly him up, and drop him. And Batman would have to. Batman like, has tricks up his sleeve. He does, yeah. but he's just average. He's not smart. He's not a philanthropist. I think he's pretty smart. He is so smart, and he's Bruce, a philanthropist. What is that? Bruce and by Wayne the way, what does his philanthropy have to do? And he's with a it? But, but oh, Iron Man's a playboy. He's, he's well. got a big heart. That's going to serve him well in he this fight. Better. He lives in Malibu. I'm just telling you, he lives in Malibu. He just has everything. He's smarter. That listen, Bruce Wayne is also oh a billionaire and but, is also super smart. But he smart. had he had Morgan Freeman doing all his hard work for him in the, on the last. Oh, that's true. That is, right? You know what? You make a good point. point. So Morgan Freeman's the, really the brains behind the operation. But it's doesn't Iron Man slash Tony Stark also have his super smart computer, which is basically his but Alfred? But that's what he he created. He that. did make that computer. You're right about. But that. I, I'll give you this: Batman did climb out of that uh that that prison and yeah, he found a way to get out of that hole. yeah that hole. But it's still not enough. You know what? Yeah. I, I agree with you. I just didn't care for your cavalier approach to the answer. That's what that's what upsets Iron me. Man I think fan. you're ultimately correct about that. I'm so a that's, big Iron you're going Man that fan. for your favorite movie, best film ever. Oh, well, I, all, the whole series to me, because okay. I'm a big Hulk fan. I just like Hulk. They just destroy stuff. But then it really took me to the edge when Hulk went crazy, and then Iron Man had to fight him with Veronica. Right? He had Veronica's in all that stuff. He huh? had this bigger Iron Man, and they were going at it back and forth. That like kind of sold me on it. What if what if the Hulk and Thor and Superman had a big three way fight? Who wins that one? Uh, it's gonna be tough. Hulk, the Hulk is uh, can't die. No, he can't. Yeah, can't the Hulk just smash everybody? I'm not really dialed. Well, the Hulk and the Hulk and Thor got into it on the first. The Wolf is embarrassing herself. I know. What what am I supposed to do here? Can't the Hulk? Come on, wake up. What? The this Hulk, is we're talking about feelings. real life now. Right, okay. You're Please right. You're right. Up. You're right. You're right. Thor right. Thor and the Hulk got into it though, remember? Yeah. On that, that boat, that flying <laughs> ship. Something I'll never forget. That was one of the greatest ever. I didn't you know, I didn't like seeing what went down there, you know. Come on. Same team, guys. We got a we got bigger fish <laughs> to fry here. Let me tell you about Greece. And the wolf, I want you to teach this to your unborn daughter. Okay. And, uh, you know, I th- and actually it, there's a message in it for the fellas too cuz it goes both ways. Last scene of this movie, which, by the way, is fine. The songs are catchy, although I do recommend go back and watch Grease 2. It might be better than Grease. Really? Michelle Pfeiffer, um, Adrian Zemed, the rest. Um, 
Here's what happens at the end of Greece, and it's a super weird message for society's uh, society's kids. At the end, so they're, you know, Danny and what's her name, Olivia Newton-John, they want to try to get together the whole time, but that's Sandy. He's like they a bad guy, Sandy. right? He's supposed to be like a – He's a bad boy biker dude, yeah, and she's, she's a clean-cut girl. So at the last scene at the big carnival – Oh, yeah. She, he puts on a Letterman's jacket, a Letterman sweater to, to be like a good boy, and she shows up all tarted up. I mean, what's this message? First of all, it's 1956 change, or whatever it is. Change for your, the person you love. Yeah, no. He's 1977 version of the 50s or something in her in her satin pants or whatever she's wearing and and everything. Else. She she looks. I don't. I don't even want to. Yeah, I mean, she looks like you know she's in the the world's oldest profession well, kind of look and. Uh, and, uh, Why is it all about her, Sheck? He changed, too. I agree. It's shameful. It's shameful. Don't go changing for people like that. And certainly, you don't need to get tarted up to no. woo, fellas. The whole point is, Danny shows up like, all right, I'll play I'll play ball with you because that, that's how special you are. And she flushes it all down the toilet and wins anyway. That's the message. That's what like, that's you're the I one that I want. You are the one that I That's the thing. That's what we're supposed to. I don't care for it. I, for one, am putting my foot down. So you so you don't like Grease either? I like some of it. Like I don't know message. if I would call it the worst movie I've ever seen. But yeah, pretty, I didn't. Arguably I didn't care the worst that, movie I've ever seen. Wow. MVP were those powerful words for me at the end there. Those are really good. I don't agree with your assessment on Grease. I think it's about equality. They both change. Like yes. Colleen just said, it's awesome. You're she didn't throw it away. She was great, by the way. You're not supposed I to change for your partner. Exactly. They're supposed to love you for who you are. That's exactly right, MVP. Okay. You know what? My old man used to say, and probably still does. Uh, I don't know. I don't take his calls anymore. But <laughs> no, no, he say, he 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 says uh, he says uh, he says self praise stinks. But if you don't love yourself, who will? Emma VP. I want you to think about that. All right. You got it, Maurice. I want you to think about that too. If you want to use that in your speech on Saturday, you can. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to fit that in there after I wrote too much. <laughs> I would be interested if you just suddenly went off the reservation and started talking about. Fake now, news. the other day I was talking about Iron Man and whether or not he could beat Batman in a fight. This is a now, preview just... of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> The Wolf, gangbuster stuff. We always appreciate you making time to come in here and uh, kibitz with us of on course. our Q&A. Same goes for you, Maurice Jones-Drew. Make sure you watch The Wolf on uh, Good Morning yep. Football, the weekend edition. Maurice, the uh, players only on Fridays. We're on all Power Rankings on Power Rankings on Tuesdays, on Sundays. Maurice is calling all the action. Game day like morning. I said already, they do it all. That's a, you know they, They've taken up all the jobs. A couple of jerks. <laughs> Sorry. Muzzle tub again in advance there, Maurice. Oh, hey, you know what, Emma VP, you better play that music again because that's no way to go out. There we go. So, all right, for the Wolf, yes. continued success thank to your you. Eagles, to you on your many, many television programs. Oh, thank you. And in Marital Bliss, best to John Gonzalez. Maurice Jones-Drew, as we fade out here, who's winning the NBA title? Oh. The Warriors. The Wolf? The Sixers. The Warriors. Joel Embiid. <laughs> the process, everybody. The Sixers. Thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.